what is this very strange bonus episode of Appetite for Production? During the last episode, me and Tim rambled on a couple more topics, which kind of got out of hand, lasted a long time, and got a bit, I don't want to say boring, but they were pretty lengthy discussions. And instead of putting out one massively long recording of the podcast, I thought I'd separate these things off into a separate, if you will, bonus episode. Have a little listen and uh, feel very special for getting this wonderful, unique and fun Appetite for Production bonus. You'll remember from a while ago, uh, Cakewalk was bought and went free. Yes. Became, well, so, yes, Sonar became Cakewalk. Sonar, yes. Sonar became Cakewalk. And that was, what, about six or seven months ago? Yeah, something like that. Probably more, actually. It's November now. So it was I don't believe it. Probably about nine months ago. Um, but yeah. And it's having a baby. It's not having a baby. Oh. But it was interesting, and it's, it's strange to see, but yeah, it's still a Windows-only door. Boo. It's still free. Yay. They've just put uh, Elastique Pro time stretching into Yay! it, which is basically what every other door has. Why didn't it have it already? <laughs> exactly. Well, they should have just kept that quiet so nobody noticed. What I'm wondering is, how, how are they making money off this free door? Is it your data? Are they selling your childhood photos to mm, sinister men? Only if you're putting your childhood photos into it. What if I am, mate? So if you go on the Cakewalk website, you've got... Sonar. It's still coming up as Sonar. What? Try well, Sonar. There's still an option to buy Sonar if you go on cakewalk.com. Oh, what, really? From the Cakewalk store or a rent-to-own plan. Hang on a minute. Let's what? do some investigative journalism, James. Buy Sonar. Buy Sonar. I'm going to buy Sonar Artists. 99 euro clam. No, $99 clams. So... Yeah, that's weird. But if you go to cakewalk.bandlab.com, the legend returns. Cakewalk is back. I don't know, man. Why would you use the free version when you can buy, like, a cheapy version for 99 euro? Actually, I guess it's free, and I guess you get everything. Yeah, it's very strange things happening. I'd, I'd how, like, do you make, how do they make the money? I'd like some clarification. And, yeah, that is my point. How are they going to make the money from this? Um, well, we need to find out. Are they going to add something into it later? Presumably they're going to, uh, there's going to be a subscription service at some point. You'd imagine so, like, you'd, it's basically freemium or something where you end up paying for plugins are or they, something. Are they going to have, like, a store in there where you can buy plugins? Possibly. That would make money. But then again, Sonar always came with a bunch of real plugins, like, not stock plugins, but... <laughs> real plugins? Third-party plugins baked in. Yeah. Like, you get the licenses with it. So, yeah, it's it's strange to uh, see this sort of... I don't know, I don't want to call it a sleeping giant, but this sleeping <laughs> giant... <laughs> yeah. It's strange to see this sleeping giant uh, reawaken, but in a very confusing way, because, yeah, if you go to cakewalk.com, you can still buy sonar, you go to cakewalk.bandlab.com, you just get a bunch of information about how they own Cakewalk. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills, James. Yeah, I think you might be. <laughs> <laughs> I know for a fact I am. But never mind that. What are we going to do about Cakewalk, bro? I don't know. It's not on Mac, so um, I'd be I did, I never really like using it anyway. I know some people like it, but I think they're wrong. Mm. Do you know, do you know what? 
can I just segue into something real quick? Yeah, yeah. What's happening with Reaper? Reaper? What's well, not happening with Reaper? Is it being updated every so often? But has it like does it ever get like real big updates? How does it stack up with the big boys these days? I think it's currently on version like five point nine, maybe. It's it's on a late five point something. Okay. It does get updated every so often. Um, usually minor because it's very community driven. But I assume they'll come out with a new proper version, probably not too far in the future. Which I imagine they'll just sort of tweak the interface, make things easier. I guess. I mean, is it, I don't suppose it's got anything like built-in, like auto tune or anything like that. Uh, not sure. Hmm. It's got all its like, like, it's sort of Reaper effects. The built-in plugins are pretty old school now. There's, so, I feel like there's a growing disparity between the tech levels of the various doors, James. There, I've said it. Ooh. Okay. Um, Dr. Truth Bomb on you, James. How do you feel? Yeah, I can pretty much agree. And then there's also a disparity between the sort of commercial appeal because you get something like Logic, which is basically, hey, look at all these great features. Get started with Logic. Oh, look at all these great, great, great features. Yeah. Whereas the professionals may want other features mm. entirely. Mm. A lot of people use Logic, though. Yeah. Pros using Logic. It's true. It's Logic and Ableton seem to have won the fight. Which brings me to another thing, actually. The annual Music Radar What's the Best Door in the World poll. FL is, Studio, presumably. Is on at the moment. But yeah, FL Studio usually win that. Because uh, of the kiddies. Last year's results at number five was Logic. Number four was Reason. Number three was Cubase. Reason was at four. Yeah, strange, right? Mm. Number two is Live. And number one is FL Studio. Yeah. Um... But I think th- when the results of this come in every year, you get uh, a better realisation of, I don't know, the real popularity of some of these things. Because mm. you'll get a lot of people talking about how they use Ableton or Logic, mm. but you get a lot of people using Reason and FL Studio and not going on about <laughs> it. Because they don't want people to know what they're using. <laughs> well, they might not want people to know, or they might just be in a music-making community where it doesn't even matter. Yeah. You know, I I definitely I know that Reason caught on more with sort of hip hop crowds. FL Studio is a bit more sort of kid in bedroom making EDM, although plenty of those kids those have grown up. Trap kids <clears throat> love FL Studio, bro. Exactly. So it's a bit more of a like I wanna say underground. Mm. It's it's more like they don't care what they're using, but they prefer to use that, but they don't shout about it. Have you seen um the Bass Hunter video Dota? No. It's so Bass Hunter is like kind of like the archetypal FL Studio guy, right? Uh-huh. He's like, he's just like a Euro kid in his bedroom. And so Dota is a song about like a Warcraft 3 mod. <laughs> and it's like got a video on YouTube with him dancing with loads of hot girls and it's got loads of views and stuff, man. It's just completely surreal, bruv. That's the thing. I mean, we can we can think that we live in the serious world of music software journalism (laughs) it's so serious but then there are plenty of communities that have a completely different take on things and we've got to remember that but that's why reaper reason fl studio they are sort of you know they're not just clinging on for survival they're they're doing really well and you just don't hear about it that much you know they're not as corporate you might get your apples and your steinbergs making a bunch of videos and slick stuff mm. but 
these ones have actual sort of, I don't know, passion attached to them in many ways. Well, that's good. And I am really surprised that Ableton isn't number one these days because mm. it seems like, you know, even kid, little kids who are cracking stuff, you'd, you'd think they'd be cracking live. Uh, I think for many years, live was like, oh, it's a bit, not niche, but it was a bit, it wasn't so cool. But I think people have come around to it because it doesn't look slick. Oh, it looks badass, man. But I think people have started coming around to it more and more. And it is, like, from my perspective, if you ask me, I'd say Live and Logic are the top two. What, in terms of popularity? Yeah, but that's just my perspective. And there's, yeah. like we say, there's all these underground little communities of people who are hardcore fans of it, but don't necessarily inhabit the world that we inhabit. Mm, mm. I mean, in real life... Everyone I know basically uses Live. A few people use Cubase. You use Studio One. Yeah, well, I'm <laughs> I'm I'm a contrarian at the best of times. <laughs> yeah, uh, I notice you always use a Fedora when you're using Studio <laughs> One as well. Well, I just I just want to use whatever everyone else isn't, isn't using. using. Well, yeah. Well, you get a unique sound that way. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. What's so? What's uh, what's the future? What's what's going to be the next big thing in doors? Is Bitwig Bitwig going to make uh, make moves? Bitwig were definitely trying, weren't they? And I think they've been gaining ground, mm. but they've not like. If anything, they haven't like replaced anyone. They've just sort of muscled in there mm. as one of the big. I don't know ten, mm. and I don't know you've you've just got uh, traction of apparently just had a bunch of investment. And so God mm. knows what they're going to do, whether they're going to put that into software or hardware or what. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, but I still reckon that fundamentally most of the doors out there are nowhere near as good as they should be. Okay. Now, I think you've talked about this before, your general have... malcontentedness. Yeah, I mean... <clears throat> What's the problem, James? Life's freaking amazing. <laughs> Use live. Look, there... I. This isn't me saying anything's bad. This is me saying that everything could be so much better. I don't know, man. I'm pretty happy. I know you are. I know you're happy. Okay. I'm so I happy. Why are, you, why are you trying to like piss turn... on your barbecue? <laughs> but we, I don't know, we still use sort of analog inspired setups. We We make music in a very different way. Than it was conceived, and every door what basically. What earth are you talking yeah, about? All all doors take their run, take their inspiration and their foundation from the analog hardware studio, right? I don't know, man. I think they, they... do. They do. They have no, faders. Man. They have sends. They have sequences. Yeah, but the, these things work for a reason, bruv. We've always done things this way. <clears throat> Therefore, what do you imagine? Uh, <laughs> But I, I'm I'm not imagining a wholesale huge radical change. But they were built on the back of analog studio hardware, mm-hmm. and then people came along, and people started using them in a different way that they now can use them. Okay. Okay. So, for example, in an old school hardware studio, you couldn't really do much automation. You, you had to do it live yeah. if, you, if it was pre-flying phasers. Exactly, and you were basically limited to the number of hands you had. And, and Zimmer. Yeah. The the doors we have right now are basically still taking that idea 
and saying that's the way we make music, but people are using them in a different way. And I think what needs to happen is someone needs to make a door that matches how people actually make the music and then people will start using it in an even more advanced way what is this, this what is this way of me of making music that is not kind of like in doors are intended for what sort of thing are you talking about we use automation mm-hmm. and a lot we could use it more and more easily but it's still hard to use automation considering how vital it is to modern music you still have to call up an automation lane you still have to drag a little line there, there could be a better way of doing it we also use plugins and most doors were sort of come from a time before that was a thing mm-hmm. and i i don't think they're built with that in mind properly i think live handles that stuff amazingly i don't know i don't know i think you you've still how much gotta... have you used live james plenty You've still got to go. Why don't you love it? You've still got to go down to the um, what would, what's the official name? The bar at the bottom and open the plugins. Yeah, you've still got to go and open them, and then they close, and you're doing something else, and then you reopen this one, and then you. Oh no! You can turn the thing off so that you can. The you plugins can always stay up there. You can, but you will close them at a certain point because you have to do something else. Okay, and you have you, to open them again. Sure. You also have to find the track that the plugin, like you want to oh, tweak this EQ on this track. Yeah. Go to the track, select the plugin um, view if you've been working on the sample view or something. Then click the find, scroll to the plugin you want, click the spanner icon to bring up the plugin you want. You know, it could be so much different. How? Um. That is where this falls apart. <laughs> but I am not a software developer. I see. But what I'm saying is these, okay, okay, these let's, things... Let's, let's reverse engineer this. Okay. How do you want it to be when you make music? Uh, I would sort of like it to be a bit like the original Reason Rack, but with the plugins. Okay. Sort of scaled and tiled there might be good. That's one potential solution. Like a virtual Euro rack. Yeah, if you look at how Reason works now that it added plugins, mm. you have to go to your rack, locate the plugin, and click it to open the plugin. Mm. Which I know that's the only way you can do it because everything has a different interface size and everything like that. But I, I don't think doors were built originally to handle music as we now make it. We've pushed them past their limits they're still based on the idea of an analog hardware studio we've pushed it further and something needs to come along to meet that because we make music using automation and plugins one door that sort of did this was live because it recognized people make music with loops so we're going to make session view Mm. where we can have people loop things every other door didn't do that and just stuck with a timeline Mm -hmm. and that's that's another good example of this like Okay, you had a timeline and people started working with loops and dragging out loops and looping everything. But the, the, the t- yes, because the thing is, the way we consume music typically is in a linear fashion. Yeah, sure. And that, and that's so so it lends itself to that perfectly. So it, why would you... Why, like, it, it feels this like This is just anything... an example. Okay I, okay. I don't have anything against the timeline, but people were using the timeline in a slightly different way. So someone came along and said, we're going to make a piece of software that allows you to make music in that way better and more easily. And the same thing needs to happen with automation. The same thing needs to happen with plugins. You know what else needs to happen? Mm. We need to have a couple of doors do this, but you could 
have an LFO set up in the door to route to controls in plugins or anywhere. Yeah. So the, the LFO, currently, most people use an LFO and it's in the plugin. Yeah, it's all like a Bitwig style thing, basically. Yeah, I want the LFO to be in the door. Like, the way the Bitwig does it is a bit fiddly and annoying, though. Sure. I like, I like where you're coming from. So you've got like a, a little virtual box that's an LFO and you can plug it into a bunch of stuff. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, you, that you sounds can, dope. You, Don't get me wrong. If all your LFOs are coming from your door mm. and not from within the synth, then you could get one LFO and put it to one parameter in this synth, one parameter in this effect... Same with automation. Mm. You know, you just have one automation track which is affecting many different things and it's not necessarily drawing a line and moving it up and down. And okay, then... okay. I've got, okay. I've got uh, a pitch for you. Yeah. VST4. Um, it's like VST, but everything's been reasonified. So you flip the you flip the plug-in rounds and on the back, it's got an output for fucking everything. <laughs> LFOs, envelopes, <laughs> oscillators, Freaking, you've got um, inputs for send effects, that sort of stuff. How do you like that? Potentially, potentially. I, I loved how you just have to press tab on reason and, mm-hmm. you know, it's keyboard. It's done via the keyboard. Flip it over and bone it, mate. That's my philosophy. Um, but, yeah, don't take anything I'm saying too specifically. But my point is, technology needs to rise to meet the way people are actually using stuff. And then people will start pushing the limits of that technology and making things in a different way and making new music. Mm. And then technology needs to, again, rise to meet that. But all the technology I'm seeing at the moment, most of the music technology is still taking its lead from the analog hardware studio. And that like, that was fine at the start because with I something... I disagree, man. I think live is a product of the digital age, yeah, live, fundamentally. Live, I, I do agree. And I'm not really just talking about... I'm not talking about live that much here. Yeah, because, you should be because it's ace. As I mentioned, Session View is a revelation and it's great. But most of the other ones, they're still going off the analog hardware studio. And when you look, that's acceptable. That was acceptable in the past. Mm. Because if you look at Reason, like people needed those cables to be able to make the transition to the computer. Mm. Just like when Apple launched the iPhone, they needed to make for example the game center they need to needed to make it look like a real sort of realistic graphics and then eventually they flattened all the graphics so people needed that hardware transition to come on board to the computer they needed those cables and then eventually they're like oh i don't need these cables anymore i know what i'm doing and everyone's on the computer now but we still we've still got that mis- mixing desk paradigm we need a revolution. I, I struggle to imagine what you're thinking of. I mean, I can imagine in the far future uh, a sort of scenario where you've got a VR headset and like Minority Report gloves or People whatever. People have been saying that since Minority Report and came you're, out. And you're like, tw- you know, you're twisting sound waves or whatever. And you can actually physically go in and grab grab the waveform and do whatever minor edits. <laughs> That'd be good, but it would lead a lot of people to having a major back problems. Why? Because of... Well, people would lean forward. People lean forward. just, like, grab things. And Anyway, that's not for me to worry about. But the thing... Okay, I'm, the thing I'm is, not... you wouldn't argue for this, for, for like, video editing or Photoshop or whatever. Um, I don't know enough about them. I mean, I know a little bit. I think I haven't used proper video editing tools for a long it's time. It's just, like, a door... Well, I don't know if they could be better or not. Maybe they couldn't. God, they they really could. But like, I think doors 
Definitely you, could. Okay, right. I've got a hot take for you. Acid Pro is uh-huh. the door of the future. Oh, yeah. Um, Magic's owned it now. What could possibly go wrong? Um, also, Vegas was sick. Vegas was really, really good video editor. They were kind of ahead of their time. They were really quick and stuff. I mean, it's like, what What does a door need to give you that it's not giving you? Uh, quick and easy stuff. Quick and easy stuff. Quick and easy stuff. I uh, need to be able to what, like do something wizard? very quickly. Yeah, what like a wizard? a wizard. Well, any suitably advanced technology is indistinguishable <laughs> from magic. So, yeah, it does need to be like a wizard. Yeah, that's fair enough. So, yeah, let's come full circle. That's that's exactly my point. Okay, okay. Let me tell I don't think this is going to satisfy you at all, <laughs> which is what I say to a lot of people. But let me <laughs> let me give you two things that I've been doing with live recently. One, it's got a search filter for your plugins. I've got a large list of plugins now, James, great, great. as you're aware. Just type the name in. Yeah, still, you've got to click the plugins uh, oh selector what? first, and you go and click audio effects because I mean, that's so all live audio. You click effects. once on the search filter. Don't get me you started type about in, like, browsers. Three letters of the. Oh my god! Okay, okay. Oh Jesus! The second thing now, when I've started making stuff, you can just grab a track. So MIDI plugins, effects, automation, everything. You just drag that into the user library. You uh-huh. can bring it out again and use it when you're making something less shit. Sure, yeah, you can. But can you? I mean, a, yeah, Ableton is a good example of a door that is doing you, things. You need to towards, get into Ableton, bro. Towards how I want them done. But I mean, like for example, you can have an audio effects rack and you can split the signal processing of one insert chain. So you can have crossovers in there. You can have different left-right processing. Yeah, it's great. You can do that on Studio One as well. Mm-hmm. But you know, I want to see it more, and <laughs> I just see these. I just see all these people building like <clears throat> something that would have been great in the '90s. But every time they go back to the drawing board, they're already they're always starting from how things used to be, and how things have always been. No, I that's my problem. I disagree. I think live is Well you keep using stunning. live as an argument. I'm telling you live is the least uh Well yeah, but like the, 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 the least good example of well, what why, I'm talking why, about. Yeah, why would you use anything else unless you're worried about um the so, like the um latency stuff that it doesn't do I don't use a lot of uh, tempo based effects well, I guess, anyway. <clears throat> I guess that's because it's made for live. Well yeah. Yeah, I guess. Sticking to their guns. Well, no, I want a version of live that's not for live. Yeah, well, we're... It can be we, called studio. We're, <laughs> we're clearly not going to get this solved today, but... No, I uh, think we are. Let's push on. <laughs> <laughs> it's SoundCloud time. Oh, let's talk about SoundCloud, son. Um, yeah, you you tell me. What's, what's happening with the SoundClouds? Well, I've been doing some digging. It's okay. People weren't happy before... Because you had to earn like a hundred bucks before SoundCloud would give you any clams. Okay, hold on, hold on. So, is this anything to do with what we were talking yeah, about? Yeah, this is SoundCloud Premiere. SoundCloud Premiere, which along with Pro is due to dish out money to artists based on how many plays they get, yeah? Yeah. Okay, so they've have they launched this on Premiere yet? Um, I don't know if it's actually launched yet. I don't think it's launched yet, no. But the, the contracts went out to people to yeah. update their user agreement. 
Yeah. And then they, what happened? What did it had, say? They had to earn a hundred of clamoroonies, and also there was a, like there was a clause in there about not being able to sue SoundCloud if you don't get paid, <laughs> which seems just like pretty standard. Yeah, you know I mean, what I mean? that's what suing is for. Yeah, you can't yeah. do it if you're if you have a reason to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, people were up in arms over this. Like the the contract got leaked, um, people were hacked off, and so now SoundCloud has said, okay. Forget the $100 limit. Um, you're going to just get paid your royalties um, at the end of every month. And it takes 45 days to get paid. No Future publishing shit. style. Wow. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Okay, hang on. It wasn't The Verge something to do with it? Did they? Yeah, like... yeah some, some DJ leaked it to The Verge. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. I, I mean, I can sort of understand having a limit where they're not going to pay you until you reach a certain limit. Because if you've got up to 20p, then they're not going to want to just make a bank transaction for mm-hmm. you and neither are you but 100 100 dollars was it yeah that and, seems pretty steep and like in i like i was reading a few stories about it in comments people were saying soundcloud's not as busy these days like yeah and you have to like get 5000 plays in the last month or some shit uh, or whatever and it's like i i personally was never approaching that i don't think so uh yeah that's I don't know, man. If you if you're little people, doesn't seem like it's a good thing. I saw some manager saying that he wouldn't sign up to it because the the it'd be too much hassle for the amount of money they'd make out of it. Right. I think that's going to be the case for like ninety nine percent of people, bro. Yeah. I mean, I think I was listening back to when we were discussing what the motivation for this last time, and I think the motivation really was more people will sign up for SoundCloud Pro and SoundCloud Premier in the belief that they might get some money back money back and so i think you'd you'd see a bigger uptake on subscriptions um and in the end soundcloud would win from everyone who doesn't quite make enough to get that back but yeah the, i mean it, it's good that um people can sort of campaign against these things and they can be a a movement and a protest and they'll say no change the user agreement yeah it is good um but like to be honest i think the money that's going to change hands over all of this is just going to be a drop in the ocean mate Mm. and you think it will only be the uber successful people that start getting paid yeah and i think the money they make out of it's going to be not much like you don't even make much out of spotify do you know what i mean i mean uh soundcloud did say that it's going to be like a split 55 to them 45 to the artist Mm -hmm. which is probably a fair bit more than they make off like iTunes sales or whatever. I just like, I'd never pay any attention to that stuff. Just the amounts of money is so small. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just not worth my time looking into it. Um, so yeah, I just think people just, no one's going to make any money out of this. It's going to be a bit of a damp squib, really. Yeah. I'm sure some people will make some money out of it. Like some kids, some kids will make some like banger and make a hundred dollars. But like, I don't know, man. Apart from that, I don't think it's going to mean much to people. I, th- I think uh, Spotify allowing people to upload is more meaningful. Okay. Uh, even though they won't necessarily get like paid much for it. Right. Because mm. people people are probably listening to Spotify more. Sounds interesting. But yeah, it's um, at least at least there's something in there. At least uh, someone's saying, hey, we might be able to pay someone sometime rather than not getting paid at all. Yeah, I mean, it just... Like getting paid in the music business just feels like a joke, man. Mm. I just think, I think, I think even if you're running your own band camp and you're doing all right, the the amounts of money just probably aren't even that great, you know. Yeah, but this is this is all purely speculative, I should say. Yeah, I mean we've uh, we've got a very uh, we've got a supply and demand problem, really. 
you know. The, well, there's not enough supply. Well, there's way too much supply of music. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> to, make, to make music valuable. And there's also a thing that I was thinking about recently. Is plenty of people, including me, listen to a lot of old music rather than new stuff. Yeah. Oh, God, me too. Yeah, definitely. And so, you know, everyone who was already famous uh, is is getting a lot of today's money. Like, I, if I'm going to listen to new music, it's t- typically not on Spotify. I mean, no, not on SoundCloud because... The app is annoying, mate. Uh-huh. Um, it's SoundCloud has much better integration. Bandcamp app uh, has got better integration. I did. I mentioned to you last time you can download WABS on Bandcamp as well. Uh, no, you didn't. Well, you can, mate. And I think Bandcamp's doing a really good job. Um, and I think I think I'm rooting for Bandcamp these days. Though nice. I think it would be terrible if anything happened to Spotify and SoundCloud. I'm really sorry, mates. I don't know what's going on. Uh, I mean, yeah, I think. I mean, if there was some uh, very interesting, good new music, I'm sure there is. But oh, but he's finding it. We need a movement, and we need to be able to find it. If and- Sp- if SoundCloud had an equivalent of uh, Spotify's discovery stuff mm. that found you like hot dubs by like people who are making sort of music you're really into, then it would pique my interest. They've got stations, and they've got related tracks. So they've got stuff like that. And usually um. I, I very rarely listen to anything on SoundCloud. But when I do, I've been noticing for ages that it, it starts another random, seemingly random track after that. Let me tell you why I like Bandcamp. Tell me why you like Bandcamp. Because in Bandcamp, it's not pe- shit that people have tossed up there. People have typically done a good job on the artwork and shit and everything. They're selling a digital album for a few quid. Um, and it means that the 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 quality of the music will be higher, typically, I mm-hmm. think. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, Maybe they are the way to go, but I haven't, I haven't been directed to Bandcamp have you, for have you not really years used it? and years. No, really? I think when it was very new, I knew exactly what it was and what people were doing there, but I just haven't seen much sort of advertised all to kinds of artists there. have their shit on Bandcamp now man I'm really surprised that you haven't seen it mm. are you really just listening to old music no there's new stuff as well but that's all done from Spotify and, yeah, and right, stuff right, like that right, right. so I guess you know as usual I am part of the problem well, I'm ge- I guess I'm just a bit more underground than you yeah and so, you know, mm, I guess you are yeah 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 so yeah I think I think uh, I think Bandcamp is cool for underground people I think Spotify is freaking amazing for everybody. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you know what I found out the other day, mate? What? Right. Here's the thing you can do with Siri, you can't do with your phone. I was like, I thought, maybe this will work. So I was like, hey, Siri, play me something on Moving Shadow Records. And it did it, mate. Really? Yup. Through and it was what? Sick. <clears throat> through Spotify? Or no, what? just through my Apple Music. Because I've, I've ah. basically, I've bought all the music I like. So I've got it all in my iTunes library. And like you can't you can't do anything like that in the actual iTunes app. Interesting. But series down with classic drum and bass. Um, so yeah, <laughs> sweet. I, I like. I never use Siri, but I'm going to use that feature. That's wicked. That's an interesting way to have to have done. That's that's very well, that's, weird. Well, that's well in dance music. I mean, back it certainly back in the day, it wasn't really about the artists. It was more about the labels, and you were into a certain record label. Yeah, but now there's also a supply and demand problem with labels because everyone's got one. I would like to start a label, but there's just too many out there anyway. You need, so what's the point? You need curators, basically. I think what is what this comes down to. 
Mm. You need a bunch of gatekeepers like yeah. we used to have. Yeah. People gave gatekeepers a bit of a bad rep, but <laughs> they did us a service, they man. Did, they did keep those gates. Yeah, man. The gates did need keeping it, it turns out. Yeah. Well, maybe one day someone will come out with some kind of magical solution. But right now, certainly in the age of the internet, it seems like everyone, uh, all the famous people are getting all the momentum. Mm. And it's, and as, so it seems to have polarised the, yeah. the, the, this kind of issue. But then again, people have been complaining for decades that it's really hard to break through. The, th- the thing is, I like... Just the, like Freddie Mercury. <laughs> Just like Freddie Mercury. Um, I like it on Spotify when I see an artist I've discovered has fuck all plays because it makes me feel cool. Right. And it's like I'm experiencing something not many people are getting yeah, to. Yeah, I like that, but I bet there are a billion other artists that have got fuck all plays that you haven't stumbled upon. Oh, well, upon. no, that's cool as well, man. Yeah. I, li- I like... I like- I like music that's like you know interesting and a bit different, and there's loads of that stuff out there. Um, I think it's out there if you want to, and I think Spotify give you the tools to find it. One one good. interesting way I've discovered a new artist on Spotify is um, I was doing a search for a particular track, mm. and then I I listened to that track through the search, but then my search term was still there, and so the next two tracks were still the results. Oh from that yeah, search. yeah, sure, sure, and sure. so. I, I found one that I I suddenly liked it. Yeah, and, right. Uh, kept playing it, listened to the album, and and really really loved that stuff. Yes, that is an interesting way so to find stuff. Definitely, maybe uh, naming your things in a strategic way can uh, give you some uh, some uh, slight advantage. Yeah, that's really interesting. Like um, Spotify um, discovery sometimes recommends to me artists who've got the same name as artists that I listen to, ah, but yeah. totally different. And I got some banging French hip-hop thing. <laughs> it, was, it was absolutely wicked. Yeah, it's, it's... I think the discovery stuff is great, but I think we need to... I mean, how does, say, Reddit do it? You know, you've got upvotes. You've, you've got things there that you know people think are good and that people mm. have... In, in translation to, say, Spotify, that's number of plays. Yeah. Um, so how does it mix in new content and unheard stuff? I think, well, it just like ranks it, uh, it, well, it just like moves it down in the list of stuff as time goes on. Okay. Well, maybe that kind of model for discovery would be good because then you get a bit of feedback on new stuff, like Mm. stuff that's only been up for the first, say, three months. Did people like that? Did people investigate that? And maybe you need some kind of uh, like button so you can say, okay, I like this. I'm not going to add it to anything, but it's good. Please recommend it to me more. Yeah. Well, it always, if you like stuff, it'll always add it to your library. No, but there is, there are, there are up, there are up thumbs and down thumbs okay. in your, um, in your discovery playlist and stuff. Which, and which doesn't make you relive it, but it just gives feedback on the recommendation process and then gives feedback on whether that artist is liked. Yeah. So, well, if you, if you give the thumbs down and say, okay, we won't play you this artist anymore. So it's kind of, yeah, it's important to like not uh, just do it too arbitrarily or whatever. Like mm. I would never, like I don't want to, I don't want it to like stop me. I like, I'd rather just not hear that song anymore. Yeah, sure. Than the artist. So it seems a bit like a sledgehammer to crack a walnut sort of situation. Yeah, but on mass, when you get big data and yeah, the hive mind yeah. involved, it should technically but all work out. the thing is, everyone loves All Star by Smash Mouth, but you might not want to listen, you know, you might want to listen to that. Yeah, you might not want anyone like, to see it on your if playlist. If their other songs comes on and you're not so into it, you might thumbs down it, but then, hey, where's Smash Mouth? Yeah, mm. but I do think, I do think we, they should weight recommendations against the older things. 
because I think you know it's very easy to get stuck in a, a loop of seventies music for me. Oh, really? Yeah. For example, I wanted to recommend more underground stuff. I would imagine that there is some kind of business involved in what music gets served up to you mm. on various platforms. Well, That's all I'll say. And also, I guess as a counterweight to that, you do also have the radio. Which tends to... Who listens to the radio? Uh, some people listen to the radio. I imagine you was listening to Radio 4, or 3 even, maybe. I, well, I'll tell you what. I was listening to Radio 4 for many years, but then it got a bit too lowbrow for me. Yeah, man. I, I think Radio 4's fallen off. I'm not a fan of the BBC anymore, mate. They're uh, already doing it. I did switch to Radio... well mediocre. I did switch to Radio 3 once I was done on Radio 4. So you are right on both counts. Yes, mate. Smashed it. But yeah, I mean, radio, the public do listen to the radio and the radio does, uh, depending on what channel you're listening to, it does play new stuff as well. But there's gatekeeping involved there, but we said gatekeeping is good. Well, yeah, I don't like, I don't like, okay, Radio 1 used to be all right back in the day. And oh, now you like Radio 2 because you're old. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't like any BBC shit, man. I don't like any radio station. Uh, Kistory is probably the best radio station. <laughs> I think that probably says more about me. Yeah. Um, I would rather listen to Kistory than Radio 4 these days. Okay. Uh, well. Times, times are changing. See, for some reason, we've had another discussion about uh, music <laughs> and getting paid for it, and we haven't managed to find a solution. No. Um, I need to eat food, James. <laughs> I need to pay my bills. Where's the money going to come okay, from? I'll lend you some money. Okay, okay thanks, mate. hope you enjoyed that wonderfully enlightened episode and if you haven't reached software nirvana i can only apologize but hey we give these things to you for free so it's all you're getting so now i think i'm going to go to bed and ponder the future of the door both i and mr tim kent will speak to you next time from our mouth holes in the next episode appetite for production (laughs) 